0: Welcome, 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 everyone, to Adventures into Reality. I am Andrew Bartzis. I am joined by my intrepid international co-host, Kathy Ma. Hi, everyone.
1: Great to be here yet again. I do love Mondays.
0: Me too. Monday, 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 the day after Sunday.
1: Yeah. I know you spent so much of your youth thinking, "Oh, Mondays yuck!" But now I'm like, "Whoa, Monday!"
0: <laughs> for 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 the longest time before I started doing the radio shows on Mondays, my days off were were Sunday Sundays Mondays, and lately now it's just Sundays. So Sunday 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 for me is my my day of rest, my day where I do not have to be the galactic historian. I don't have to be anything but me and myself.
1: Ooh, you and yourself, Be myself and I. Very well,
0: I, I, the I part, not necessarily. It's me and myself because I'm in that I am thing all the, all the time.
1: Well, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> where
0: well, it's I'm not me about living in the moment of now at all. It's me about living in 95 moments.
1: <laughs> yes, where you can really get back to yourself and, and now also get back to nature at one with nature, where weather's getting better.
0: There are, there are those days that I long to, to not have to, to do what it is that I do and to shut off the galactic communication, all of the, all of the things that come that are filtering through, through people when they're in the day. Because in any given day, you know, I could have four to five hours of contact from the unseen world. You know, depending on the amount of sessions that you, you kind of know what it's like when you're in those, yeah. those introspective moments dealing with clients or post-clients and you're, you're looking at the impact that you've made on individual people, let alone the impact you might have made on the system by just a handful of words.
1: Yeah, that is so true. It's very difficult to drain yourself to just turn off.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And last week we had we had Kaya, the young girl that called. And, and this is why I'm referring to, we, we made an impact in the world there we really mm. did not only in that individual family's life but we we gave voice to something that didn't allow it wasn't allowed to have a voice before
1: mm. that is so true and it was just such a touching situation for everyone as well i think i mean she really pulled the cords in all of our hearts everyone had something to relate to mm-hmm. and you can understand the challenges that she's been going through and You know, the the world that's opening up to her, excuse me, is just so amazing. You're like, we need an update soon.
0: (laughs) Exactly. We need an update soon. Exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, it's been a a tough couple of weeks energy wise. So many people last weekend, you know, I gave the big warning that, you know, it was going to be really, really tough if you hadn't done your ceremonial work. And now the next one's going to be coming in early May between the 9th and the 14th. That's where where people out there who are in the highest frames of love or really think that they're being love and light are going to be challenged with the very nature of what love is. Um, a unique frequency from our hollow earth the extinction factor is coming going to get an opportunity to be reborn in our surface world as blades of grass trees bugs etc etc they won't be able to enter their their, their divinity past skin suits like they did before that's the reason that they're in extinction but just because these ancient souls are going to be in the incarnation or reincarnation great as as more minor sentient beings means we're gonna have soul family connections that we haven't had in many millions of years ones that's gonna test the value of love how we we do love and many people are gonna discover that there is a lot of perverted love around them and this is gonna drive people to go and seek out new forms of love and others are gonna have these crazy moments where where relationships are going to go into the highest forms of polarity you know it's going to be the classic you know expression of a you know the guy that is madly in love with the girl and the girl wants nothing to do with him and all of a sudden the girl wants something to do with him and the guy's like i'm done i moved on <laughs>
1: yeah, that's so last month
0: <laughs> right that's so last month or the last 3 years of my life whatever <laughs> you know the the the, the story is the same in whatever country you're in
1: wow do you think it's got anything to do at some level if it's going to be on the you say May 9th starting, right? Right. Does that have anything to do, do you think, with the Mother's Day that's on the May 8th? Or no. that is a, just this a is, synchronicity strictly, timing?
0: This is strictly synchronicity timing. That's when the first groups of being from hollow earth that haven't been able to be born in on the surface world for over 85,000 years um, are going to be on the surface. And that means they're going to emit a psychic pheromone that says they're searching for their soul family. And we haven't had that on our frequency for so long. And there are other beings. It's been millions of years since that since that type of soul family's been present on our surface world. Wow. So it, it's like a whole new pheromone of love is gonna go into everyone's one degree of separation and everything that you thought about love is going to be redefined. Mm. And it's for those that do true self-healing, self-nurturing, and loving themselves. those are the ones that will sail through this moment with intense connection to beings being incarnated now. And the ones that that don't do the self-healing, self-nurturing, and self-loving, those are the ones that are going to see perverted love in their own fields and are going to be forced to deal with it or go down the perversion factor into polarity of what love can be.
1: Wow. Well, I'm glad. I think I'm definitely going to be cruising through.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you've learned your lessons of love. Yes,
1: yes. (laughs) I've been, oh, yes. uh, Okay, I'm learning my lessons every day this year. Yes, I'm learning. (laughs) Yes, I'm loving myself. I acknowledge. (laughs) Things are bigger than me. Okay, I acknowledge it. (laughs) It's just so hard sometimes to face it and acknowledge it because... Often, you know, the things that you're looking at and, you know, your own feelings or reactions or actions, it just, you'd rather stay in that little bubble and think, no, no, that's not me. (laughs) No, no, no. No, 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 (laughs) no. Exactly. Uh, What about for those of us that I'm not really sure, what is Hollow Earth?
0: That is the place inside our, the center of our planet. It's all the space in between the atoms of the Earth.
2: Ooh.
0: So in between every atom is a, a, a nearly an infinite amount of space. The surface world is where we beings who are in communion and union with the planet growing to be bigger beings, to raise our dimension or our density live on the surface those beings in the hollow world earth act as our ancestral guides guardians and angelic beings that's where they physically live and exist and, and commune with us mm-hmm. they are the ones that are choosing to have a very different form of life in a different frequency of time so a hollow earth being there can be dozens of cities down there or thousands of cities that have relic species from all different ages uh, or eras where they don't use physical bodies they're just a projection of a hologram that's living in between the spaces of atoms there and it's called the hollow earth and there are those that believe the planet is actually hollow It, it isn't it is just a matter of energy perception and understanding that we have an unlimited space upon this planet the surface aspect is what interacts with the galactic free-flowing energies that come from stars or solar systems that allow surface beings to project a stream of consciousness from an astral world or from a solar system from someplace else to come and live a set of lessons on a surface world that's recording an Akashic record. Now the Akashic record still is functioning in the in the Hollow Earth or in the astral worlds but the Akashic record here on Earth is a full seven color experiencing frequency of time which is highly unusual to the rest of the worlds. Most of them are six or five color experiencing surface worlds. Oh, and it's okay. technology that brings them to seven. We are also on the verge as a human species awakening, about to experience an eighth color to our universe. Brand new color, completely going to come out of us as our experience in the great transition from the galactic ascension machine into, you know, basically universal citizens.
1: Oh wow, exciting. That is very exciting. <laughs> wow. You explain that very well. When you when you've explained it like that, I actually it makes sense. My brain thinks, Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I guess some part of me and everyone else must know it. We just haven't really acknowledged it
0: exactly and when you when you see it in its simplistic form that it's the space between atoms where those beings that want to work with us that want to see us raise density that want to see us do things that are good for the planet Those are our guides, guardians, and angelic beings. Now, they can still function in the astral worlds, but that's where their source stream, their physical consciousness resides within the hollow earth, because it's intently connected, intensely connected to that of the dreaming mind of earth or the heart of earth, because they are being servicing the planet's additional co creative purpose.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. You know, it's really strange, and I guess not strange, but it just, you know, when the words come out, it just resonates within your own being. It's as if you have that knowledge all this time, but it's only being released into your consciousness.
0: Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it's like for me. It's a knowingness keeps expanding and expanding expanding. And then, you know, people ask me, what do I see? Well, I see a pinpoint of light, and then my knowingness is expanded. And it's my knowingness that works with my intellect to create the language and there are times that the language that's coming out is being literally adjusted in no time where literally the inflection of the words are, are slightly bent to each individual's person's um, authentic expression because everything is a form of vibration. And when I begin to connect to the Akashic Records and, and, and do it as a, as a broadcast for lack of letter, l- l- lesser words, each, each piece is tailored for each individual person listening. Mm. And that's how the hollow earth entities or any of the other guides and guardians of the listeners work and function also. When they hear a frequency that's representative of communing with the, the earth source, they start resonating that too so that the people that they're working with have a clear line of communication. Right. That's why so many people connect to to me right away when they hear the galactic history on one episode and they're like how, how can a person one person you know describe 54 million years of our history?
1: <laughs> Actually, quite easily, really.
0: <laughs> it wasn't it was it was all the only difficult challenge was getting to the stage. Mm. Once I got to the stage it was simple and once the stage was over it was the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. And what is the stage? A way of presenting the authentic self connected to authentic self in communion and union with a planet whose authentic self is trying to share our race memory once again with us.
1: Mm. That must have been just such an awesome experience when you had that realization that this is what's going to happen for you.
0: It was tough. I was dying.
1: (laughs) <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Apart from the
0: intimidation, <laughs> scaring us a not Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't intimidated. I I, I don't think oh, I wow. really got intimidated until I was like in my 19, 20, 21, where the challenge of not doing it to get dates came up because I made that a, a very big part of myself to not use the skill to get dates because my male friends around at that time would insist that I did that. Hmm. Until so mm-hmm. I just I cut it off, and to the point, you know. And then, you know, there are times that I did do it, and it wasn't to get attention. It was because I had a stage, and a stage mm-hmm. in which my authentic self could come out, and in which my family didn't want to accept, and I had no other outlet for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's where I became intimidated with the skill when people began to fill in the blanks of what the skill could or couldn't do at that moment in time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you know the implications of where one could go with this kind of information and knowledge, and where you should or shouldn't go.
0: <laughs> or telling people about stuff that's in that's in their dreams, and in in innately they know because that was that was really big in the beginning. I would read the Akashic Record of People's Dream Worlds because I couldn't remember their dreams, and then I'd start talking about their dreams, and it would trigger things in them, and like, oh my god, I remember it like a deja vu. Mm. And then people will get addicted to that because they would get addicted to that mystical feeling b- pulsing through their heart as they actually remember dreams.
1: Oh, yeah. I that, was that. that was intimidating. That was intimidating.
0: And then I learned how to change the presentation but not change the authenticity of it anyway. And that was the way I… I connected to the person that I was reading. I, I didn't need objects or, or stones or cars or anything like that at that, that point. It was, it was just me directly connecting to the heart of the being and then expanding light inside their heart. And if they allowed the light to naturally expand, I would go further and further and further. And that was my gauge of how much energy I would let into the process.
1: Mm. Well, that's very smart.
0: Well, I also gauge, discovered, yeah I, yeah, I also discovered that information can do great harm to people too. Yeah, great harm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so true.
0: You know, I cannot tell you how many times I get calls for private sessions where people have had family members that were killed, and alls they want out of that session is who killed them. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm nah. not going to entangle with that karma because I know what they're going to do.
1: Yeah. I don't know exactly what you mean, and, and you're like in a uh, you know stuck between a rock and a hard place because I understand that they're search for that knowledge, but it's you know it isn't going to make any difference to their life in the right. end.
0: Well, it's and going to make a what, huge difference to their life. It's going to make it worse.
1: Yes, and, and what they might do with that information also often is not what is what not necessarily a, a positive step forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one, you know, certainly you do encounter a lot of very tough situations with some people because you sort of have to think about the big picture for them and whether or not in a way you have to find yourself judging whether or not they need to know that because if you do give some information to people, you know it's just not going to be taken in the right way and you're not helping anyone.
0: Right and then there, there are the people that say they don't want to be censored and they want it blunt and then when you give it to them blunt they don't like your answer. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but you could be wrong, right?
0: <laughs> it's not even about being right or wrong. The information was so to the core of themselves their automated defenses turned on and kicked out their soul from really being able to experience what I said. Hmm. And that's also what I learned about about it in my in like my early 20s because People would do very unusual things around me to get me to do the talent or to get me to do the skill, and I'm like, I don't want to do it. I, I, I really don't because you don't understand what it takes to do it. And once you turn it on, it's like a, it's like opening a dam. The energy flows until whatever's behind the dam is empty.
1: Mm, mm. Yes. <laughs>
0: That could be three or four days for me. And you may have a simple question about your girlfriend and, and whatever, whatever it is. Did you have lives together? Whatever it is, for you, it's simple. And you think it's a five-minute job. Mm. Well, in no time, five minutes is an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> an eternity of searching in which you may discover things about the planet in general that lead to other areas of thought that have nothing to do with you or your girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the next thing I know, there's, there's multiple versions of myself scanning through records just to give you your one answer. Mm. And something they could have done on their own, gone in their own heart space, knowing this, activated their conscious, sacred neutral perception, and got their authentic expression. Mm. And I and I'll be blatantly honest there isn't a question out there that people can't ask to themselves the answer is context and that's what the akashic record provides you can answer all your questions you just may not know the full implications to the answer without the context mm. So when I start filling in context, and people start making pattern recognitions, or I start making pattern recognitions from the context, so the indi- so the information can be stepped down, so that being an individuated being can understand it.
1: Mm. Yes, that's very true. Big picture, small picture, and all the interconnecting webs that go with it.
0: Right. I, I will again repeat over and over and over again. I'm the big picture if you're coming to me for your small picture, I will make your small picture the big picture. It has always been my purpose, to reveal the scales and size in which we work at, so we're not limited to one picture.
1: Mm. Mm. And context, you're so right there. A lot of it is just what the simple question to them is not necessarily a simple, or really a simple question, because the context of which it comes on is it really that simple
0: exactly you know and then you get the hard questions you know where somebody may be asking you something about a loved one that's passed on and they believe the loved ones passed on but it hasn't Mm. so I will silently pass on the being and not let them know Mm. And, and and it again is a choice it isn't censorship because the individual being is there And if there's negative attachments that need to go to the light, it is my service to the light to do that. And it's my service to that individuated being who's just using that person's one degree of separation to find a source of light so that they can be passed on. Because many of them just don't know how to do that. Mm. Or they're too afraid. And they need someone to hold their hand or to call in their ancestors or their guides so that they can find the path to the light once again.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, s- some energies are just so lost, you know, Yeah. from yeah. whatever reason, whether it was, they just don't understand what's happened to them, or they've been hanging around for whatever reason or attachment, and then they just get lost in all that space. And But I guess, you know, the good thing is that you've, the people that come to you that are related or attached to people or beings like this, have that opportunity to then pass into the light.
0: Yes. You know, then there are times that I will directly censor information, not only because is the being not ready for the potency of the energy, but the system itself may push back to it. There are times I get those questions, and am I giving them a fluff answer? No, I'm giving them the root answer and how to get there as fast as possible, but I'm not giving them the context that can create pushback for themselves or myself.
1: Yeah, pushback. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, when you you, you have a, a species of 7 billion, 300 million human beings and 50 other sentient beings, fifty billion other sentient beings that are dogs, whales, cra- crabs, everything else, sentient beings that live in this world and when human beings literally can think of a subject that hasn't been here in millions of years we change the system. I'm in a situation where I'm not just thinking of it, I'm manifesting it out loud, entering it into Google or search engines making the voice pattern recognition interactive with the system.
1: Mm well that's that's actually really seems to make sense because it's a hand in hand situation then, isn't it?
0: Correct? We are forever projecting who we are, what we are as the Akashic record, and every mm. being is going to learn to learn to see that at some point. um you know lately I've been um been asked about you know teaching people to do what it is that I do, and I've been extremely happy apprehensive over the years and i've only taken on a handful of people that i felt could do it um, and it's now reached the point where it's not just a handful of people that are out there that can do it a lot more can do it the energies have changed so i'm going to be doing an event that's titled living the mystical life daily in which i will begin the process of teaching people how to read the akashic records like i do in full awareness in full fluid form with the direct direct connections to the north and the South Pole so that you have access to the seven previous and seven future generations so you have the context inside your DNA memory and and much of what I'll be teaching in in this course uh, will be about galactic history too. The stuff that wasn't in the 20 part episodes with Lance White, it'll be the next layer of stuff that is going to challenge people at the highest layer. It is going to be Akashic Record information that may put people into polarity. But the wow. challenge of this event is I'm teaching you to read the Akashic Record as a sacred neutral witness, so you're going to hear information. From the acaciac record, from a sacred neutral position, just its presentation, not the being, may create polarity. And the skills and techniques that I'm going to be teaching are to help people to stay out of polarity, even from the most densest of information subjects that challenge our belief system of how human beings were created 54 million years ago. Oh <laughs> It just about sounds so exciting when you say it.: <laughs> The root species. You know, you hear a lot in today, uh, you know, about the the founder beings and the root species that existed. I will go back to the founding of our universe and describe the seven root species that spread and how we are related to them. All right, that is our our break. We'll be back just after the music.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday. And remember, for all of those of you who want a private session with Andrew or myself, do contact TANOC at TANOC at galactichistorian.com. We'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. So go ahead and contact TANOC, T-E-N-O-C-H at galactichistorian.com
0: and we are back Kathy I want to announce that we were just talking about the event the Living the Mystical Life Daily and the event's going to be September the 3rd and the 4th this year and it will be open for everyone if people want to find out more information go to AndrewBartzis.com, and right when you get to our brand new website that has taken many many months to do but it is now done amazingly well and I want to thank Adriana and Tanach for all their amazing and wonderful work that they've done in the background and to everyone else in the team, Jen, you guys have done amazing. From there, at, at the website, you will be able to sign up f- sign up for the first part of Living the Mystical Life Daily, where you'll get a a teaching from me that is very much intended to set you up to be able to ground yourself into the Akashic Records. And for those that are members and have been listening to the Akashic Broadcast, where I've been giving information of how to um, actually connect yourself to your light body so you can connect to the sun, those techniques are also Part of what I'll be teaching at a greater level at the Living the Mystical Life daily event. My goal is to give people all of the fluid flow information of how to read their Ac- Acacia record. The hardest thing that you're going to learn to do is read your own Acacia record because it's what puts you into polarity the fastest. So, this is why I'm going to be generating Galactic History 2. Broadcasting those intense high frequencies so people can connect to it. There'll be an initiation where the frequencies for those that'll be there, you'll be able to feel it in your crown chakras, and it's going to be a whole new new layer of teachings for people that they'll be able to take home and use for themselves. So go to andrewbartis.com, sign up, all uh, you also got to do is put your email in, and then when uh, when everything's actually fully announced, which should be in the next uh, week or so, the, the next video will come out, which will then culminate into a webinar about living the mystical life daily. And for those of you who are ready to step up and say, "I want to be a spiritual journeyer that understands the Akashic record of this world and twenty thousand other worlds," class is open. I'll be mm-hmm. taking taking on people to do that. In a in a previous environment, our world wouldn't allowed me to do that, and now is that time.
1: That sounds so amazing. I mean, just oh, jumping at the bit. Wow, what a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Is it going to be, like, for the average person that doesn't really know a lot, do you have to do any, like, homework before you go to something like this, or could you just turn up?
0: You can just turn up. Um, It would be a good idea that you listen to some of the galactic history stuff so you're not lost. Hmm. That would be the, the, the most important thing is to just get yourself in the frequency that I'm going to be presenting things that haven't been heard in 54 million years here. Wow. That I'm going to put things in the frequency that are going to challenge the individuals that are present and the individuals who might be present in the ancient future. I'm going to create a no time field in which everyone will have their own internal knowingness or visual process and they'll be able to not only hear what I'm saying feel what I'm saying but experience what I'm saying without getting overloaded I'm I'm I was asked to do it much like I was asked to do Mount Shasta to to bring something in that shows fourth-dimensional living and fifth-density beings who understand fourth-density consciousness.
1: Mm. Wow. It's absolutely fantastic that you're at a place where you can start to give those pearls of knowledge to other people, to teach people. I'm sure so many people have been waiting for this moment for a long time.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of... Sorry, go on.
0: It'll be held here in Seattle, Washington, just out just outside. This just 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 a little bit, ten minutes from the Seattle airport. Um, all the information will be up on the website as we we go through the next sequence uh, of, uh, of putting the marketing campaign fully together. But I wanted to let everyone know it's here, it's there. It's about Galactic History Two and you all being able to learn to read the Acacia Records. So you guys got a little over four months to to figure out from all angles of the world who wants to come.
1: Yeah, and t- plenty of time to prep, save your pennies, <laughs> reallocate funds. <laughs> yeah,
0: get passports.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Think about what other cities in America you want to visit at the same time.
0: <laughs> exactly. When I, when I was when I was talking to Tanach um, about the the event and when to do it and and it was and it was, you know, 50% of the audience is from outside the United States. So we were either going to do an event in late November or end up next year, and I'm like, no, we got to do it this year. You know, the 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 words from the other side is just is just saying, do it, do it, do it.
1: Yeah, but I feel the time is right too. I mean, that energy, you know, with everything around you, and you know, people have been waiting so long for this. It's just like you know, the stars are all aligned in the right way.
0: Yes, they are aligned the right way.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest issue is probably going to be that you're going to take so many people. So yeah, <laughs> I, believe our,
0: <laughs> I believe our limit is going to be five hundred. Um, <laughs> though I can expand the room if there if more people uh, um, come 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 apply early.
1: Mm, mm. Wow, this is truly an exciting year. Truly an exciting year. See, you're just kicking that monkey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kicking that monkey. Exactly. I'll show you, monkey. (laughs) We will still do it anyway. (laughs) Oh, wow. It just is one of those kind of events that you can already see is just going to be so full of light. The things that you learn, the mind-opening stuff you're going to be exposed to and the fulfillment and the spiritual knowledge that you're going to gain, you can already feel it in your fingertips. I'm totally excited. I'm so glad that all the days have been set.
0: (laughs) Yes, me too. Very, very glad.
1: I also wanted to take this quick opportunity just to let uh, one of our listeners know. He he sent us a message, Fong, about Chinese restaurants for me um, within my query in January. Thank you so much. I went to the uh, Dim Sum restaurant, a Chinese restaurant in Charlotte, as you recommended. And it was awesome, absolutely fantastic. The staff were great. They could speak Cantonese. So we had probably more time yakking and catching up (laughs) than eating, but the recommendation was so good. So thank you so much for taking that time and effort to do that for me.
0: You are so welcome. And we, we we always, always, always love people's suggestions. So recently I have bought a kayak, and uh, I would like people to come up with a name for what, what Andrew's kayak would be.
1: Yes, that would be so interesting. I have some suggestions, but I'm going to keep them to myself and put them on the list. <laughs> See if anyone
0: matches. (laughs) So, if people are in the chat room or ultimately on the video and when it goes up to YouTube or on the website, if you guys want to put down names for what Andrew's kayak would be, please go ahead and do that. What color is it? It is like a camouflage green and gray, Mm. and it's a 10-foot sea kayak, Uh, a sit-in kayak, but it's 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 a sea kayak, too.
1: Wow. Oh, getting back to nature, having the water splash on you, fantastic.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So I want to remind everyone that um, the call-in numbers are 956 or three four seven six eight eight two nine zero two. 2902 There have been a number of people that have been calling the wrong numbers on the station, and I want to make it very, very clear. We have sent out an email multiple times of how to call the radio station. So, there are a number of people right now that have dialed 200 times in 13 or 16 minutes, and you were dialing the wrong number. <laughs> so, please pay attention to the rules. We have a lot of people that are trying to call. The numbers are 956 217 0261 or 347 688 2902. The other number is a dial in to listen. And when you have The same person calling 200 times to the same dial-in to listen, you break the resources of others. So please be respectful. Please understand we take a certain amount of calls every week. That is why we do a show show four days a month and take calls after calls after calls. Please be respectful. Please be patient and allow everyone to have their opportunity.
1: Mm, Very, very good advice. (laughs) And then you can also do the Skype, isn't it?
0: we can do the Skype too. Um, um, Laura has that all, all prepared and that's freedom screen um, or you can check the email that we've sent out. You could also go to andrewbartis.com and sign up for our newsletter, our daily things that, that, come, that always comes. so you'll have the right way to do it and you won't be doing it the wrong way.
3: Hi, Laura Lee. Hello,
0: Laura Lee. Oh, We have <laughs> our first caller, <laughs> Eleanor. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm elated. Where are you calling from today? Barbados. Barbados. Bar- so what brings you to the show? What kind of questions do you want to ask?
3: Okay, so um, what brings me to the show is that uh, I was introduced to you through a friend uh, about early March and I feel a deep resonance and memory to a lot of things that you say and uh, one of the first things I wanted to know was my history? Um, you know, who am I really? And uh, even though I am very, very involved with a lot of energy work, a lot of spiritual work, uh, I feel that there is a lot more that could come to the surface for me, so that I can integrate it um, into my practice for myself and also all those around me.
0: Okay. So when I when I connect to you, I I see about. Two hundred streams of of individual past lives that are making the amalgamation that is you this lifetime. Yes. And I'm going to break those streams down into common concept. The the most highest number of these two hundred, about forty eight of them, maybe maybe fifty two, are lifetimes where you were um, a very special magical dancer. dancer. Um, You're going to have to mute your radio, Gilbert. Um, So you were a magical dancer whether it was for individual ceremonies or for the actual power of the dance being added to the bringing of crops the rains etc etc yeah. as well as the sensual and sexual dance mate that process that can, would come around through that so yeah. those are those are something that you are going to be resolving this lifetime because many of those you came in with as a baby saying I want this in my life I want to be able to feel the power of mother earth heartbeat through my feet and I want to be able to co-create a new beat with my feet that go to my crown chakra that open my sacred heart to connect to the sacred feminine as well as the sacred masculine so Mm -hmm you and men and women are going to have very close, sensual relationships. And when you resist that is where life will go wrong for you. Okay, The next lifetime, it's about 35, maybe 40, so compared to the other ones, is where you were sh- pretty much like a martial arts master. You would um, be born in a family that had too many children and be sent to the monks of the monastery, and where you learn martial arts and you have like I said, about another 25, 30 lifetimes this lifetime that are affecting you. So yes, you also very have
3: aware of that. Very monastic,
0: aware. the challenge of the monastic life versus the shaman, human, healer living in the concrete jungle. Mm. And you wanted to make sure that those monastic past lives were still the major frequency for you so that when you did have a challenge to go to the monastic life, you would do it just enough to know what it meant so that when you return to the city or the suburbs, you could recreate monastic life, but still have friends and family and all the other things that are special in this world. And then the next lifetime that really, really is going to be probably your biggest challenge, and this again is about 18 of them, is finding the right man that's going to complete you with the children that you want. Well,
3: yes. Yes, this has definitely been um, a very big, important part and takes up a lot of my mental, physical, uh, psychic, sexual energy. And um, I really wanted clarification on that. I already have two children um, who are definitely a part of my soul family. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're
0: ultimately not the souls you wanted to bring in as a baby.
3: Right. Wow. And, I,
0: and it's tough for me to say this to a mother because, yes, you love them to the ends of the earth. Yes. But when I look at you from your soul structure, those weren't the babies that you wanted. They're, they're beautiful. They're, they're still going to complete and everything. But you know, when the, when the soul comes in with this high need, especially when you have all these in your frequency, it means you were purposely trying to do what I call soul ego, force the system to give you the life that you wanted. And the system pushed back on you many, many, many times and guided you down a different path, much like beavers redirecting a river, making Mm -hmm. new ponds where there shouldn't have been a pond.
3: Mm -hmm. And you
0: stopped and fished and drank there for a long time and met cool people, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't what your original baby in the womb created. This is why you are at your point where you need to go back to literally the baby in the womb who Mm -hmm. created those plans and begin to say, I am Eleanor of the now. I am the one that's going to create these plans. You gave me a foundation. You gave me a blueprint, yes. and it, the blueprint has been built. Now it's the new creation. And so you really, you it, really got to
3: unblock it because it does feel it feels like yeah. overwhelming. As if I'm pushing against so much.
0: Right. It, you it is how you unblock it. Now I want to bring Kathy in here to bring in some of her perspective about about how you can unblock some of your female energies right now.
1: Yes, thank you. Hi, Eleanor. Hi, Kathy. Hello. Uh, Can I ask you the last few months Mm -hmm. on an energy level, like when you wake up in the morning, how are you feeling? It can vary. It can really vary. Um, Sometimes I feel
3: on an energy level I think overwhelmed would be uh, excited but also overwhelmed Mm. and then by the time you
1: go to bed
3: by the time i go to bed this also varies i mean usually i'm doing different practices but i'm usually quite exhausted in the last few months really exhausted Mm. i'm
1: asking you because to me when i look at your energy there's a lot of fluctuation which obviously you have mentioned a little bit before Yes. But it seems like the, that you have so much energy emotion going up and down mm-hmm. that you are exhausted. So yeah. I was interested to see if you were exhausted in the evenings, but maybe you couldn't even account for it in terms of, oh, I've done this, I've done that, um, etc. No, I it am just, a very,
3: very busy person. I mean, my life is incredibly demanding, but I'm yeah also exhausted um, energetically as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Well to me, part of it seems like, um, just on a physical level, it's like your sleep cycle seems interrupted. Mm -hmm. Um, Where, like when you go to sleep, do you have um, the TV on when you're falling asleep or um, noise or anything that distracts you at all?
3: Um, My partner's energy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) Uh, okay what about this is it a possibility for you to like put a a burner or something in your bedroom so that you can burn some essential oil or something for an hour before you go to sleep just so that when you walk in and Mm -hmm. you're about to go to sleep you have that inhalation of you know something that relaxes you I mean I'm looking at your energy and I'm thinking something like um, lemon or uh, rosemary, or um, what's that other one called? A tangerine or tangerine orange.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: if for some reason, because you are not on your own and the, that scent is not acceptable to the body next to you mm-hmm. I would say maybe even put a few drops on a tissue and just sniff it and then just put it under your pillow so when you're feeling a little bit or a bit tense you mm-hmm. can at least still smell it and you know it's like a non-invasive to anyone else um, yeah you know if you just like steal a little sniff
3: <laughs> absolutely absolutely Kathy I've been actually using the rosemary and the orange and doing just that was well, rubbing it all over my ears you know the, the Points there and inhaling
1: so yes yes for sure Mm. oh good Um, and one of the things I know this is quite a personal question but in terms of your physical life with your partner uh, you know is that a a regular happy scenario no Um, I'm asking you I know this is a, a weird topic or a difficult topic to talk about on air I know but, but I, me, I
3: decided that if I got through I was supposed to do it on air because it is challenging because I see a lot of clients and obviously you know they may be listening
1: in however
3: I'm mm. just going with the flow so feel free, feel free okay okay
1: well it's it's probably a, a good thing to talk about because it touches a lot of people not just you mm-hmm. but to me a lot of your feminine and en- feminine energy doesn't seem like it's flowing and I would say a lot of that is possibly your physical relationship is not fulfilling enough Uh, To meet your needs at this moment, so one thing that if you if you could, um, you know, get yourself into a situation where there could be uh, more release, more sexual release, more happy orgasmic release, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing, because that kind of energy, number one, of course, relaxes you, but it makes you glow internally, and when you, the woman, glow internally, everything else flows much better because your energy your chi everything is like a. if you imagine like a pond not a pond uh, sorry a creek and the water is running down that's kind of what we want to achieve for you we want the water to be flowing down the pebbles and you know going off into the lake and having that calm nice flow of energy coming through so if you if it's um a bit more difficult to get that situation going than you know think outside the box you know not just necessarily well, one of the
3: things I wanted to actually ask both of you and you know you can be frank is because I'm in the trying to make a decision if to leave or if to stay but you know there's so much guilt two children from two different fathers both mm-hmm. I mean amazing in their own rights but I have become very aware of this dynamic of the same thing you talk about destiny and fate and not fooling myself of getting Distracted out of duty, uh, out of guilt, but really being using the tools and to fulfill and you know to fulfill mm. the purpose I'm here you mm. know, to fulfill and um, with that uh, joy within mm. me as well.
1: I understand what you mean, and you know it's a very tough place to be. Um, what I'd say to you about your current relationship is I think it's a bad time to be judging mm-hmm. where you're going to go with this. Mm-hmm. I think for a start, you need to get things flowing a little bit just even for yourself because sometimes when you you know in different stages in your life it's not necessarily a good thing to make too many drastic changes all at once Um, bit by bit so at the moment I think what you have um, and the capabilities and the potential is quite positive but it's a question of whether or not you can make that flow right for you. What you might choose in you know six to 12 months from now could be completely different. But for you right now, I think you need to focus more. I don't think big picture, don't think giant decisions. Think more, I'm Eleanor, I'm a beautiful woman. I have all this energy. I need to flow properly. I have all these distractions. I've got kids, I've got life. When you can find that you're at that place where you're free and clear of everything else, that you can just be, let's even call it at one with yourself, happy with yourself, things are flowing, that's the time where you're in that position of power where you can decide whether or not you know, you wanna make these big decisions. Because mm-hmm. until you're in that place, whatever decisions you make that are that big, there will always be attachments and regret to some level. Yes. Um, I know that's really not a hundred percent the answer you're looking for, but I think if you could focus more on that, you'll mm-hmm. be in a place where it's much easier to understand what you want out of this relationship and whether it's going to take you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. At this moment, there's just too much going on for you to even see that. It's like you're yeah. seeing all the leaves instead of the forest. Mm-hmm. I I think that's the way it goes, but. You, yeah, you get what I mean.
3: <laughs> I do I do get what you mean. I do because I think it it is about um, this whole notion of uh, you know the fulfillment that does never looking outside of it complete outside of yourself for that fulfillment. And um, one of the other things I had really wanted to touch base on as it ties in to, to this theme is um going in you know a bit to what Andrew was saying about my purpose because I I am I'm talented at many many things, mm-hmm. um, I used to draw, write, originally I did fine art, um, even a lot of things that I have heard both of you speak about, I have actually written you know some of the meditations etc, um, but I'm involved in mean, real estate, um, healing, I do these life activations uh, with this school that's headed by the Dalai Lama, Mm-hmm. Um teach classes to kids. Um recently got involved in creating a film, a series. So there is just so much going on and I would love to know um the path of most allowing and, and where you would see my uh, you know, abundance coming in from a source that mm-hmm. um is most supportive.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean. Okay. Well when I look at all all what you've just mentioned and let's call it your life path career all that mm. mixed together as mm-hmm. actually you've got too much going on yes you've got way too much going on and it's very difficult to focus and put a complete a job or a project to your satisfaction because you mm. really literally don't have enough time mm-hmm. so i would like you to have a look at what you're doing and think of it like this you have to decrease the amount of projects Or things that you're doing by a minimum of 30 percent where I see your strengths are and what I also think that you will um, adopt in the future and by the future I'm talking about the next few years Mm -hmm. is certainly kid related I see a lot of kids I think um, you know you said you did a lot of writing Have, have you written something for children not specifically, no. Mm-hmm. Not specifically for
3: kids, um, but I've I've read some books, you know, self-esteem books that were geared towards kids, and I thought, what a wonderful idea, you know. Mm. I do love the energy of children, most definitely. Mm.
1: Okay, well, that's our music about to come up, so yes. just do hold on when it comes. But one I thing I'll I'll leave with you for the break is you really mm. need to think about artwork that goes with. Yeah. things for kids and we can come back to that in more detail
3: yes
1: thank you welcome back everyone thank you for joining us today in this adventures into reality with myself kathy Marr, and andrew bartzes and for those of you who are interested in a private session that want to go deeper with your questions with either andrew or myself Go ahead and call the office now at area code 1 for America, 360-894-0692, and they will be happy to answer any questions that you have. Again, the number for a one-on-one session with Andrew and myself is 360-894-0692. Um, Eleanor, are you still there? Eleanor? Hello? Hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you now. Thank you for muting. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, What I was um, about to broach on the subject of with in regards to kids' books and artwork is, you know, I see that there is a lot that you have to say and offer kids. But by kids, I'm actually not talking about toddler type of kids. I'm talking more, you know, the 10 to 14 age group. Mm -hmm. Because you have a lot of insight that that age group would find very attractive because the way you talk, the way you put things down on paper is, mm, I guess I could call simple for them to understand. In a way, you would think it's a bit complicated, but you just have this innate way to say things that you know how to talk to that age group. And that's something I would like you to just think about as a project for the future obviously maybe not right now seeing as you're going to decrease the amount of things that you're involved with yeah. but I'd like to leave you with that thought to ponder on because I think you'll find that you do have a lot to say and once you embarked on a project like that you would actually feel good it's almost like you are preparing yourself for something else that, that's kind of how the sense um, that you will uh, it, um, experience I guess I could call it.
3: Okay, I will definitely take your advice on that, Cathy. Mm.
1: And I'd just also like to go back to that other topic if you don't mind um, sure. about the female energy and the releasing mm. um, because I was looking at your energy when we were on break Yeah. and one of the things, um, there's a couple things I probably think I'll just say them and you can just resonate with them um, because I think these are one of the topics that is very difficult for us as women to acknowledge because you know we've been brought up to be very submissive even though we're brought up in a more modern society yes. everything that we've been taught is submissive um, our behavior is submissive um, you know talk about sexuality forget it uh, let alone anything that you want in the bedroom um, it's almost embarrassing to, to even say three words about it, yet when you think about it logically, of mm-hmm. course you should you should be able to pike up and say whatever you want, because if you don't say it, <laughs> how will they know? <laughs> well, I, I don't
3: think I'm a triple Leo for nothing.
1: Yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, just just resonate. We don't need to discuss what you're going to do. You know, just just think about it. But, you know, you are not the only woman out there that has these issues. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would say at least 80% of us can really resonate with this. And mm. it's, it's a really tough thing. And it's, you know, it takes a lot of courage. We have a lot of fear to talk about stuff like this because we think we're not supposed to talk about it. And, you know, we might be seen as loose women or, or whatever moral judgment we imagine because that's just not the way we are brought up. And, you know, you look around <clears throat> all the media around you, even today, it's not really – they talk about it in foo-foo terms. They don't talk about it in terms of, you know, actual hand movements or this or that, you know, all, all this kind of stuff. And it's almost, in a way, that, that fear of releasing and fear of being – you, a woman, enjoying pleasure, physical pleasure, um, having orgasms. It's all okay. It's not bad. We're taught to, you know, be quiet, mm-hmm. muffle and, you know, I'm
3: not... I'm not I think my, my thing is um, that because it's in this, in this instance more on a biological, physiological um, exchange and the sacredness, the sacred aspect which I've always, from a very young age, had a sort of conscious memory of the magic and, and the bridge of, of higher consciousness that sexuality uh, brings with it, it's mm. simply that it's not it's um, not with this particular person that doesn't seem possible, and um, I think it's, it's a lack of sacredness and the, the ancient practices, you know, um, mm. that I'm mm. that I'm after in, in terms of fulfillment.
1: Mm. Yeah, so I see what you mean. Like sometimes it's not just like not about. Uh a little slap-and-tickle giggle Um it's I mean of course that you know that's a lot of fun involved <laughs> but you know it's that's soul connection is yes, what you mean yes, that is what yeah is. you know that that's a very tough one because that really involves uh, the mind of someone else mm. um, and really honestly some people will have that connection and some will not you can really help that along in terms of um, encouraging that thought process, if you make it less serious. Um, I know that sounds like a contradiction because you're talking about not necessarily the. Um, I, I can't think of a better word than serious, but the more um, fulfilling spiritual side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, for someone who doesn't come from that place, it's very difficult to comprehend what your. Um, saying I guess um, that 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 emotion that you're talking about is foreign to them so it's it's um, you know it's not like you can draw pictures for something like that um, so I, I would suggest that you for something like that when I look at your energy I'd say think of it more like in small steps mm-hmm. um, so you have the fun with it the little slap and tickle but prior to that have some serious meaningful just talks about you your relationship your future yes. and then the, the fun slap and tickle so over time mm-hmm. the, the development of the seriousness and the fun starts to become all one thing and then once you have that then you can start to go a bit further it it's almost like lower your expectations start from the beginning do it 101 style yeah. and then later on you know six months later think about you know going up stepping and up another level because you need that first association before you can get to the major big-league stuff
3: Understood. Understood, Kathy. I really appreciate it I could I wanted to also um, ask Andrew about this 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 statement that he made um, it seems so important about these two souls or the souls I wanted to bring in and um, just quickly, I know I value your time, and you know you've got to move on to another caller soon. And to understand um, what I can do to also help to support that process of of um, bringing in, you know, those souls that I had originally wanted to, as it relates to the the, the theme of children in this
0: happiness, your your happiness as a sacred feminine your happiness as a person living in this third dimensional matrix world, your happiness in business, your happiness in healing, your overall happiness to be alive almost as if this lifetime, you feel more alive than any other lifetime possible. This is what will trigger those souls to be in your presence. Those souls chose a long time ago to not be a part of this grand parade of ascension they're going to be the next generation of children that come in after disclosure.
3: Hmm. Great.
0: Right. Yeah. Happiness. That is how you connect to them through the acacia record. That is how you connect to them. Our seven previous generations and our seven future generations are within our DNA memories right now. I am living, breathing proof that they are. I know in the heart of my heart who my seven future generations are just like I know in my heart of my heart who my mother and father who their mother and father and who their mother and father were before them you connecting to the lineage that you're in and allow the lineage technology through <coughs> sacred <coughs> sensuality and sexuality open you up to whole new layers of happiness one of the reasons you have this issue right now like many many other women in the world is exactly what Kathy said mm. you were brought up to be submissive and meek in very subtle ways mm. um, yes. my 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 message to you at this moment is look at your sensuality and separate it from sexuality and then figure out how to have sensual sexuality because that is what human-connected sacred bonding of ma- masculine and feminine is about. It's the physical touch for days in a row that lead up to the intense sexual release weeks later. Yes. And you're, you're afraid of his touch. Uh, really? Yeah. You're afraid that that touch will ring your bell. And that some former you who had orgasms pre- previously would become submissive again.
3: So surrender is, is the energy of surrender?
0: Is... Mm, there is a program around your energy of surrender, which isn't making it sacred surrender. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
3: Kind of. Um, it's, it's kind of like on the edge of my conscious thought. Um, could you help me to understand that?
0: Okay. So you were saying before you're looking for sacred sexuality, the sacred bond, that, that true spiritual connection. Yes. And you're afraid of having a spiritual connection with him. And because each time before you, those moments did happen, it created a child. Well, I don't know. <laughs> 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 and um, subtly your yes. body doesn't yes. want to no, be yes. pregnant again. Yes, I know what again.
3: you're talking about now. Yes, yes. I got you.
0: Okay. So that is the very last of, of, of post-birth syndrome affecting you.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So you have to see that, that the sexuality that you felt when you were pregnant is very different than the sexuality post-pregnancy, mm-hmm. as well as programs that you've picked up from other men or other relationships where, where after the release, you'd be laying next to each other or whatever was going on. Some people up and moving. Everyone's different. Whatever it is, it created something in you that triggered a submissive personality because your, your bell had been wrong. And innately and okay. in you it, you you know your I am soul knows right now you cannot be submissive and that's yeah. your challenge this lifetime just like I said at the very beginning
3: mm-hmm. you
0: know you, you're gonna have these and for you to overcome those challenge is true self-love Right.
3: It doesn't sound like a bad formula to me Andrew
0: <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not but women across the world face the same thing mmm
3: yeah Truly, truly, for the greatest love of all, like they say, is learning to love
0: yourself. Right. To love yeah. yourself so that programs don't come active after the first 10 minutes of love that take the love away or pervert it.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: many women, once they reach their 40s, one orgasm can last 10 years of energy. That doesn't happen for men. One, say that again. One uh, orgasm can give mm-hmm. you 10 years of spiritual, physical fuel. Right. That's certainly
3: of great value. Understood. Yeah.
0: yeah. That is why much of the sacred sexuality teachings aren't present in our community. Because women would be ultra powerful in a way of giving, understanding, and knowing that the frustration that we feel as human beings living in a world of corruption. Mm-hmm. And it's that sensual touch that can pull you next to a breath that doesn't have a sexual connotation behind it, behind it that activates men or women or whatever in that hug to crown, to love.
3: Yes. I can I can I can definitely relate to what you're saying there. I've experienced that for sure.
0: Yes. And that's what you've got. That's your challenge. And honestly, that's your lifetime challenge. Is how to live that life, to create that sensually, sexually love-feeling as a pheromone so that it can assist people without Mm -hmm. them going crazy around you.
3: Crazy in which way,
0: though? Oh, following you like a lovesick dog. Right. Okay? Because you turned it on a little too much?
3: So I would I am um, I'm, I'm aware um, since I heard you talk about these psychic pheromones, especially in the last um, meditation, I will really work with that principle and and write out you know um, uh, revocation uh, for these pheromones. Um, I would
0: you... like to. I'd like you to also create an invocation for orgasm. Definitely. Yeah. Huh? Yes. I, I'm serious. In any I other do. women out there, yeah. Revoke all the old ones, because the old ones have submissive energy behind them.
3: Okay, that makes sense.
0: Go into your central nervous system, because that's where the orgasm is created. Mm -hmm. And tell yourself, I am making new synaptic connections from my central nervous system to my sexual organs. I'm erasing the old programs from my sexual energy and allowing myself the brand new creation of each and every orgasm as my sacred expression, no matter my environment. Yes.
3: That makes a lot of sense, Andrew.
0: Yes. Thank you very much for for allowing us to talk about these this topic because it is gonna help a lot of people. The way Kathy and I bring these these individuated subjects together from two different points of view
3: Yes, I am so deeply honored and touched Um, you know I was I I knew that uh, when I you know if I got through it was meant to be because I had already messaged in for a private um, private session with you understanding the content of what would probably be discussed and so um, I am very very grateful and I I will put these things into practice and enjoy myself. um, Yes, put them into
0: practice. Lots of practice. Yes. (laughs) Lots and lots
3: of practice. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, love, light, and blessings. Thank you so much for all that you do. And um, I I wish you a wonderful uh, rest of your show and rest of your day. Thank you, both of you. Lots of love to you, both, and your whole team. Thank you. Thank you, Eleanor. You have
0: a wonderful day. You too bye bye wow Kathy that was that was really special
1: yeah really really special and you know I'm sure the topic she's touching on and that we spoke of is going to resonate with so many people because you know it's it's a lot of those kind of topics people just don't want to talk about and don't have the courage and there's a lot of fear associated with it
0: yeah there's a taboo and when you talked about the submissive energy It opened a door for me to talk about sexual programs that both men and women take on right after the orgasm. It is what imprints these subtle submissive programs. Mm. Oh, give me the blanket, Uh, whatever. (laughs) Is you're not continuing the closeness, Mm. Mm. okay? Because that's every much as a part of the orgasm as the actual process that it's creating within you.
1: Mm. Oh, that's so true. That is so so true. And you can just really notice the energy when you have all that inside that scenario in those wonderful moments.
0: (laughs) And then when I touched on her about having the kids, how it's Mm -hmm. still relating because the last, you know, orgasms meant kids.
1: (laughs) Mm. And that's a really hard thing to face.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: (laughs) Uh, This monkey will bring up all sorts of things for you. That's
0: right. (laughs) <laughs> well, let, um, let's let the wheel of the monkey to the next caller Leslie Ann are you there
2: hello Andrew
0: hello Kathy hello where are you calling from today Leslie I'm
2: calling from East Anglia in the UK
0: East Anglia UK welcome to the show what kind of questions do you want to ask
2: Oh, I've I've got quite a few questions. Um,
0: just, just to let you know, we might have some mute. The, the music break is going to start in about three minutes. If you do hear the music, just hold on, but go on with your okay. questions.
2: Okay. Um, right, okay. Um, so do you want me to say now? Or?
0: Yeah, go, go ahead. Yes.
2: Okay. Um, well, I've got a question about sort of everyday questions about um, – my work and about sort of possible healing modalities that might be good for me if I could maybe have some advice on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I really would love um, to hear what my galactic history is, that would be okay. wonderful.
0: So what is it that you do for a job right now?
2: Um, well at the moment I'm working in advertising for my mm-hmm. local council mm-hmm. um, and that's part time. Although previously I have worked um, in real estate mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I, I was kind of, I was wanting to um, to work in healing, but it's not really working out. And I'm not sure whether I need to do something else or
0: what healing modalities, I'm not sure where I fit in there. What healing modalities have you learned?
2: Um, it's mainly Reiki. That's the one I've been doing.
0: Have you gone to Reiki 3 yet? Uh, yes, I have, yeah. Okay. How how long have you been a Reiki 3 for?
2: Oh, uh, quite a few years now, yeah. Quite,
0: quite a few years now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um, you're familiar with the Reiki 2 technique, sending a treatment forward and backward in time?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: This is the reason you're having your biggest issues. When you were attuned okay. to Reiki 2, um, whoever was your teacher was a little overwhelmed and, and didn't truly teach you that process on how important it was for healers that are intending to do this on on a bigger scale. And one of the reasons you're finding a tough time is you don't have the spiritual support that you were expecting to have when you were doing the classes. So this is something where you have to take an elementary school look and like, you know, every week you've got to do a book report. That every week, you have got to put on your schedule two to three hours during a day, and it can be broken up an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon, an hour in the evening, where you Mm -hmm. actually send a treatment forward in time to yourself.
2: Oh, okay. Right. I actually have been doing this a little bit, but not for that length of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Five-minute treatments are just shoulder rubs and they walk away they don't do much yeah. you actually because yeah. you of anything know know what's going on in your energy field mm-hmm. and you have yeah. you've taken out a lot of energy of other people from your job And because you have your job energy and your frequency that's not regularly being cleared out, it's not drawing clients to you. It's not drawing students who want to learn to you because you're still broadcasting that other work frequency. And okay, that is our music. Hold on right there. And when we come back from the break, we'll continue. Okay, thanks.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with Andrew Batsas and me, Kathy Ma. Uh, Leslie Ann, are you still there? Yes, I am. Hi. Very interesting. Very interesting. I'm sorry,
0: I was muted. I'm thinking, (laughs) I'm talking away and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so leslie and we we were we were talking about your, your healing modalities and the sending the treatments forward and backwards in time. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this is creating a a pheromone in you, quite literally, a psychic pheromone that tells your one degree of separation what it is that you're looking for. And and the whole point of the Reiki 2 exercises of doing that is to make yourself more powerful and potent with light each and every time you send a treatment forward to yourself because you are the one that knows what it is you are going to need at any given future moment. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you have yes. to start planning for your future and literally put it on your schedule. And okay. this is going to completely change everything that is the flow of your energy, your abundance. You're mm-hmm. going to look at your job and go, I can actually feel like I can let down from my job and say, I don't need this job, or I don't need to put 150% of myself into it anymore and have nothing left.
2: Yeah. I do and feel then,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I, ultimately I leaving some... that job. And then ultimately leaving that job and starting your own business.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I do.
0: So (laughs) I would very much recommend that you go and learn another kind of healing skill set. You've done the Reiki, the Reiki. You could continue with just Reiki itself and really hyper focus on it, but I still think right now you need to be connected with other healers that are going through their change, so you can feel their frequencies and see how much you've already changed as a person that's gone on and and does has been doing this for a while now. I'm sure you've had your own individual experiences, you know, in Reiki. Oh yes,
2: sure. Yeah, Yeah, I have. Things yeah, that show things you the mystical. The beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things
0: that show you the mystical.
2: Yeah.
0: And you're one of those people that is supposed to share the mystical with other people. That's why you came in here this lifetime. Those are the spiritual contracts that that you most wanted to have in this lifetime was that you could be a facilitator of the mystical experiences for people. Okay. Okay. It's almost yeah. like you know your soul wants to build you know, build this, like, big park that's all about, you know, mystical stuff. Like, instead of Disney World, it's the mystical world of you get to go and, wow, 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 you know, (laughs) instead of, you know, rides, it's you have this moment of mystical experience, and you come out of the show going, this is amazing.
2: Mm, Yeah. 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 I suppose at the moment, um, like you said, I, I do feel like all my energy is going into the job that Is not really my (laughs) thing that I'm, you know, I I enjoy parts of it, but it's not really, you know, what I want to be doing all the time. And even though it's part time, it is taking a lot of my energy. And I think I've, yeah, I do know that I've absorbed a lot. And um, yeah, I do need to do a lot of a lot more clearing than
0: I have done Okay. yeah so something else that's important when you're sending your treatments forward in time and instead of using that I believe they recommend you use like a teddy bear I want you to actually go to like an art store and buy what's called a wooden man do you know what those are
2: yeah yeah like okay. a figure like a figurine
0: yeah, yeah that moves around and it's on a stand and I want yeah. you to put on there where the heart, the lungs, all of those, those things are and just put little dots on there to remind you that there's a pressure point or an energy point that's there. And I want you to see that this, this wooden man is going to be getting an intense treatment from head to toe in every chakra that I want you to put every single symbol and saturate that, that frequency so that when you in the future you are opening the floodgates of the present Reiki, you now who wants to share the mystical experience with yourself in the future? Mm-hmm. Okay. This will help you start radiating the mystical pheromone and will once again start attracting more people that want to learn Reiki from you or need to have your particular style of mystical energy to assist them or facilitate them in their healing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and then. You know when it comes to going learning another modality, I, I, I will say cranial sacral therapy. it'll go hand in hand with your Reiki teaching, or Shiatsu massage. That is something Shiazu. in a past yeah. life where you've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times.
2: I have thought about Shiatsu before, actually, <laughs> but it's, it's quite a long sort of uh, process to learn it, which has put me off. So.
0: Uh, actually, it's not. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they're Shiatsu classes that can be done in six weeks.
2: Oh really? Oh, oh yeah.
0: Okay. Shiatsu is one of those one of those intermediary skill sets that you can learn because it's just trigger points and understanding yeah. how the trigger points create it and move energy around because our energy is blocked has blockages. And
1: mm-hmm. when you learn
0: to use the trigger points, your 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 reiki potential is greatly increased a thousandfold just from the knowledge that you're getting from that.
2: Because yeah, you can mm-hmm. allow
0: your intellect to be part of the facilitation of universal energy.
2: Mm, yeah, without, that, without, yeah,
0: without entangling with the body and taking on the person's energy okay, mm-hmm. I want to bring Kathy in here for a minute before we talk about your galactic history and I want to talk okay, about sure. you in business right now and yeah. some of the, the energies that you need to see
1: mm. okay thank you hi Leslie Ann hi Kathy um, when you say that you're interested in healing and you do the Reiki already um, and Andrew has mentioned the cranial sacral which is awesome very good um, and the shiatsu I also want to ask have you heard of uh, moxibustion mm, I know the term but I don't really know what it's about okay well later on just look it up on the internet because I think that would be a great thing to add to what you do for the healing and it's uh, like a if you can imagine uh, like a, a taper candle size these um these i guess you call it tubes of herbs uh are about that long and you burn it you light it like an incense stick and you will place it over um hovering not on top of the body (laughs) um Mm -hmm. over people over the the points the shiatsu points the meridians and that has a very very effective healing rate if you use it in the correct spots and it's something that is easy to pick up if you know about meridians and shiatsu points it'll be a very simple process for you um, moxibustion um, Candles or uh, herbs. I mean, it's termed different things. Um, are quite easy to find in the sense of usually a lot of um, health food shops that stock Asian stuff have them, or you can get them on the internet. So it's mm-hmm. a very, um, I mean, not cheap thing, but it's it's a cost-effective thing to add to your repertoire of healing services which I think yeah. in your area would not be common so no, the mere fact no, that you have not. something like this yeah. is attractive to even the first time is just to experience it
2: yeah
1: um, but you know like the same thing when you burn sage you know it does create a lot of smoke and uh, the smell in your area in like the room so you would yeah. need to consider where you would do that and is it okay Um, but I would check that out because I definitely see the energy around you that I think you would gel with that very easily and I think your clientele would be very interested in that kind of thing Yes, Um, yes but to look forward into your career future I would say you know the marketing job that you're doing you know it's a means to an end it's not not something that really defines you as a person but then you know cash is king in many times you know money is money so People need to do things that are necessary to have the little luxuries in life, like food. (laughs) Um, Yeah, But I think, you know, the the more that you consider it for what it is, like if you could see it as it's a means of getting you from A to B, um, then it's easier to cope with it and allocate time and energy to it. Um, that is more proportionate because at the moment you're spending too much time and energy. Even when you're not there, you're thinking about it. You, you know, you're wasting that two hours of relaxation in the garden because you're thinking about this marketing stuff and that person that annoyed you at work today and this and that and what you have to do tomorrow. Um, whereas, I'm trying to get you to look at it more like, you know, it is what it is. That's the amount of time it should take out of your life. And then use the rest to do what you do, whether it's relaxation, the healing, or keep going, um, learning more new things. Um, So that's one thing. The second thing is I do think that you have a career path in the healing industry. But I agree with Andrew that you need a bigger support group. Um, Possibly the area you're in isn't very... um, in conducive to alternative healing support groups or classes or forums well, i've
2: actually i've actually moved here a couple of years ago and it's not quite how I expected in terms of <laughs> number of people <laughs> in the area. <laughs> it's quite sparse. I was in London previously. So <laughs>
1: uh, so it's you and the cows.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like going to animal healing instead. <laughs> I'm actually quite interested in animal communication. I don't know whether that's something that might be, might be worth me pursuing. I don't know. Mm. I enjoy it as a hobby, but I've never done it uh, professionally, so to speak.
1: I think in terms of adopting it as a, a little side hobby or interest, that is a perfectly um, plausible and a good idea. I think in terms of your main focus where you want to go, probably not so much. For me, mm-hmm. I see you're more people-related than animal-related. Um, your specialty is really understanding where a person is at. I mean, you, a person could get on the table and you just know. that they, they come in saying, oh, you know, I have... Um, Kidney pain, I have heartache, or whatever it is. But when you put them on the table, you're like, wait a minute, this is a neck. I don't understand what you're saying. What I'd say to you is you understand people's bodies much better than they do themselves. You really need to go with that, really mm, focus more on what your sensing is. Um, how you're gonna deal with that situation. You don't necessarily have to share all that information with your clients, but mm-hmm. at the end of it, you can always tell them in a summary, well, you know, yes, I, I did, you know, try and do something about the kidneys, but to me it was like a more of a neck issue and these are the reasons why and these are the images that I got or um, do you feel that there's more flexibility in your neck because somehow that's related. You don't always have to have the answer to give people mm-hmm. information. It's whatever you pick up, you, you just have that innate ability to know. And you will find that it really does resonate with people. I would like you to also consider writing down a little basic business plan. Um, go on the internet, download something you know for free, and just write down what it is that you would like out of this. Because I think that the more you write it down, the clearer you will be with where yeah. you want to go with it. Because at the moment, in some ways, although you feel like you're trapped in nowhere land because nothing's going forward, the world is your oyster because you could touch many different aspects of this and go forward with it. But I'd like to challenge you to think about what it is that you find the most interesting, not what you Mm -hmm. think you can do necessarily the most good or make the most money. what What is the most interesting thing to you because where you find the most interest is where you'll always garner the most joy and the financial Mm -hmm. will follow that. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I really that, oh, do sorry. need to do that. I do need to make a business plan, definitely, in well, some sort. Well, yeah. and it doesn't have to be a very extensive. One, I for me, the exercise is more about getting you to focus on what it is that you want, so that you can clearly see what it is that you don't want, because mm. what you think you want and what you really want are not necessarily the same things.
2: Yeah, yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah, You're welcome. <laughs>
1: I, I thought myself. Yeah. <laughs> um just to pop back to the subject of animals. Do you have anything to do with chickens? Do you have any chickens? Are there chickens mm-hmm. nearby?
2: Uh, no, that there's a cockerel in someone's garden I can hear occasionally. Oh yeah, uh, how wonderful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What time yeah, is he, doesn't, he, he
2: doesn't? He doesn't call in the morning, so he, he hear him at all times of the day. So.
1: Oh, <laughs> maybe he's jet lagged. He's got a different time plan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, what what kind of animals do you have around you? Um, I've got a cat at home at the moment, mm-hmm. um, but
2: there there are a lot of dogs in the area actually. Mm. I've only ever had a cat. I've never had a dog at home.
1: Okay, what about in your immediate surrounding area? You've got dogs. What else? Or is that kind of it?
2: That's probably it. I mean, there's some cows in the field not too far away. Mm. Um, I mean, people may keep chickens, but I don't know who may have them. I don't know.
1: Mm, mm. You know because it's a rural area that I'm in. So, mm. so you would just have no idea.
0: <laughs> Every now and then when when. when Kathy is uh talking. I, I get to scan a person more thoroughly. And and when Kathy brought up the chicken thing, I, I looked at it and there's these dozens and dozens and dozens of lifetime where you were like the king the king of the king of chickens. Oh yeah. <laughs> you you're like a chicken whisperer.
2: Oh what <laughs> <laughs> I've given up eating chicken recently, about six months ago. Uh,
0: uh, I, I, I mean, it, it, it's it's the, the path that life choose and these were incredibly beautiful lives. For you, and you'd manage like seven, eight hundred, nine hundred chickens to lay eggs, and they would, you know, the chickens would would volunteer who's going to die because the, there was a perfect harmony of what was going on. Oh,
2: the,
0: the that separating nicer of chicken what
2: goes on nowadays.
0: The separating of chickling, the chicklings and their eggs and, and then communicating with the baby chicks and their eggs. It was just, just a unique alchemy, I see. Oh, you, might want sounds... to look in, you might want to look into getting some chickens.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, my, my stepbrother used to have chickens for a while, but um, yeah.
0: <laughs> They're quite special at times.
2: Yeah, well,
0: I think so, they are. Yeah, yeah. So, so one of the things in your galactic history is dealing with animals. So, one of the reasons you arrived here on Earth that there was a a humongous population that we call the dinosaurs. Now, there's many different iterations of dinosaurs. What these were were skin suits that were physically designed when the womb chakras of Earth were open, so that a soul could come and live in a brontosaurus, a dinosaur, whatever it was at that at that particular era of evolution. And then once they lived there, they would have the soul code of Earth and then they could return to that process or take that DNA skin suit somewhere else and continue. Many of the dinosaur skin suits were actually, let's just say, a a skin suit, a Lemurian or Atlantean could enter in co-creation with the soul that was inside there for the purposes of altering the predator process of the land to have them hunt a different food or to trigger some form of spiritual um, change within the DNA lineage of that particular breed of whatever it is that they were working or that they were there, there was very little soul inside there, less two-dimensional soul that was being showed third dimensional world so that other beings can come in there and use this skin suit for defending the planet or doing some form of mass agriculture, moving, moving stuff. And you were one of those people that would tend the different types of expressions. Like the brontosaurus is one of the most powerful psychic defense tools that's in the entire universe. Believe it or not, five brontosauruses could defend this entire world from complete and total physical and spiritual invasion. That's how connected of a DNA skin suit they are to the very land that they move on. And there are other beings that are born in conjunction with them in in the process that makes the brontosaurus a very powerful entity. And you were one of those people that would tend dozens of different skin suits that were used for the defense of Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have a very, very close mm-hmm. relation with those concepts. You know, on, on another level, you've also been a ship captain, thousands, upon thousands, upon thousands Ooh. of lifetimes.
2: Okay, well, this is very interesting. you said that because one of the questions that I, I had written on my piece of paper here um, was something to do with the past life. And I had a reading um, where I was told that I had a curse that was continuing in this lifetime from when I was a sea captain.
0: Very common to happen. Um, Anytime that you were under a sea captain's from a, let's just say, a king or a queen, if you had any kind of big earnings through piracy or big earnings through the crown of war, some form of curse was put on you by the people you affected because it was all an esoteric battle back then. So, did they assist you in removing the curse, or did they just tell you about it? Um,
2: Well, they they told me about this particular curse. It was to do with um, some treasure that was taken that shouldn't have been taken. Um, (laughs) um, uh, They did give me some uh, ritual that, to be honest, I haven't (laughs) done Um, they did give me some ideas on yeah how to to lift it, but um
0: yeah this is what I call a lineage curse. it is being passed down from the lineage to the lineage, so your mother and father their mother and father before them, and then their mother and father seven previous generations and so on and so forth so you you are at a point where the co- forms of contract revocation that, that you use will be very effective at, at taking this frequency away from yourself. And one of the reasons the curse is on particularly you is because you were really good at finding things as a sp- sea captain. Yeah. Even if you had an inaccurate map, you could get to the island. You could get to mm-hmm. where you needed to go. You, it's like you just could sniff it out. Yeah. <laughs> and that part of you is being blocked this lifetime. That 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 That's why that type of curse would be on the lineage so that you or anyone similar to you couldn't come through and have that far sight once again. So by you not going and doing the stuff that the other person told you about was you limiting your sight. And that's the curse in action right there, limiting your own sight.
1: Mm-hmm. I really think
0: you should take the next month or two as a very active redirecting of who you are, what you are, and what you're doing. Take very serious sending forward treatments and time to yourself where every week you set aside three hours that, you know, three days in the future, four days in the future, you're always going to be having these series of treatments coming to you. You know, Mm -hmm. you you can do it where you can give yourself twelve treatments a month. You can spread it over a couple days and it's and it's ready, one for each day yes that's time-consuming but once you get into the cycle of receiving your own energy you begin to transform everything that's around you Mm thus yeah. your site can come back where once again you'll see what Kathy was talking about about the business plan and putting a whole different level of organization to it you have marketing under your belt right now you should be taking all of those marketing techniques forming an email list and be willing to drive 50 kilometers or 80 kilometers to start doing sessions
2: mm.
0: okay? and maybe you can book mm-hmm. two or three people in an area it's a matter of organizing yourself
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Were there any other questions that you want to ask?
2: Um, I know there's not a lot of time left. Um. Well, I, I there was something I've got written down here about the dreams that I, I've had. Some odd dreams, not recently, but um, it's interesting. A, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about um, you you gave an arachnid um, revocation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had some really kind of vivid dreams of um, spiders <laughs> on a couple of occasions in that kind of point between waking and dreaming. It's, uh, yeah, I've had some really kind of powerful spider um
0: Powerful positive visions. or powerful negative?
2: Oh, <sighs> I wasn't sure at the time what it, it, it did scare me a bit at the time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and also I remember
0: sorry. Spider is the is is the weaver of language. It's what created the webs. It also is what connects dream time, but spider is a very, very difficult totem to work with. I think in this expression, what you were actually experiencing was the energies of your land which were going through a spider rebirthing process where something had happened to the grid and the ancient spiders that were living in skin suit to skin suit got got erased and they had to come back in, and you were one of those bright light frequencies that was an anchorage for them. And the experience that you that you had was them, in their own spidery way, trying to honor your energy frequencies, even if it might have scared you, so that they can use you as an anchor to come back into the world and be back into skin suits again. Mm-hmm. And this is why a lot of people have phobias because they misunderstand the nature of dreams or they don't fully download the dreams into their cellular memory when they wake up and then they see a spider and they're triggered only from a, a slice of the dream that the body remembers when it turned on adrenal gland and tried to turn off the process of, of sleep paralysis, thus creating an image of fear. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: oh, we, have got, we have got. We have got. We have got to. Yeah, we've got to end the show now. Thank you so much for calling in.
2: Oh, thank you so much for taking my call. It's been really lovely to speak to both of you.
0: You're welcome. You have a really good day.
2: Andrew, thanks very much, Andrew. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah.
0: So I want to remind everyone you can go to andrewbartzis.com to sign up for Living the Mystical Dailies, the first teaching that's coming out. And then that will put you into the email sequence to get all the information about the event that will be going on September 3rd and 4th, 2016, where we'll be learning about